With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wild with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor. After two draws on the road, Bristol City's unbeaten run has been extended still. And their away form is still good to an extent. There's two points from a possible six, but there's positives and there's negatives. So let's discuss them now, Gregor. Let's begin with Preston then. Um, Score three goals away from home and not win. It's disappointing, isn't it? And especially because they played really, really well on the day. It was a bit of an odd match in that they sort of limited Preston to a few chances in a way, but their forwards didn't really have that cutting edge in the final third. But they did, at the same time, have good possession and good territory against good positions. They just couldn't really come up with that sort of vital move at times. And that's weird to say that because they obviously scored the three goals and in the end but um, it was just a, a strange kind of match it's it's tricky isn't it because if we think about the penalties what are your thoughts on those should they have been given should they not and odd to see two different penalty takers as well yeah I, I sympathise a lot with Ashley Williams obviously for the for the, uh, for the second one is that yeah the second one and you can make a case either way for that I guess with the modern interpretation of handball and certainly as you go up the pyramid and you see it the way it's officiated at the top of the tree and in the Champions League etc then that is always going to be given unfortunately so by that token yeah I suppose for the first one no never a penalty for me I thought it was really soft I thought the referee was inconsistent say the least and I know a lot of fans have said similar. Lee Johnson was incandescent after the <laughs> game about him. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, he, he, he really slammed the officials. I know he was almost sent off, actually, because I asked Lee Johnson after the game, I said to him, what did the officials say to you when he came over and spoke to you? And he said, basically, he was told to calm down and they was <laughs> going to send him off. Although, actually, it, it might be more that he, Lee Johnson was more annoyed with the fourth official, it, it's, it sounds like. But, yeah, for me, that first penalty was never a penalty. All I would say is that Daniel Johnson is really looking for that slight touch. Mm. And he gets it from Hanno and Masengo. And he goes down, obviously, as if he's been shot, as they say. And he makes the most of it. And fair play, uh, I, I suppose, he, he kind of wins the penalty there. Mm. But what about, you know, the goal where Nathan Baker was climbed all over? Why has the ref not seen that? Yeah, and again, that, that could easily have been ruled out for, for yeah, climbing. Um, I have to say, I, I was asked after the game about my impressions on, on those decisions. And I actually thought when I watched that first time, I didn't see too much wrong with that. And I know there's been those pictures of, of um, Patrick Bauer obviously using his hands, climbing mm. above Nathan Baker. However, those pictures are a little bit uh, misleading because 
when he heads the ball, he's not climbing. He's just jumped up, and I think Nathan Baker's backed in a little bit. Hence, it, it, it kind of looks like Nathan Baker's sort of um, bending down a little bit, and the other guy is Bauer is a bit higher. Mm. So when he comes down, then he puts his hands on his shoulders, and the pictures are all taken from after he's headed the ball, and yeah, he's then on his shoulders. However, as I say, when he heads it, I don't think there's too much wrong. So if I'd been refereeing that game, I would have allowed that goal to stand, but I wouldn't have given the penalty, the first penalty against Hamna and Masengo. Okay. And what about Fumarajiji's disallowed goal? Yeah, I, I, again, I think I actually think the referee did get that one right. If you watch it carefully, he's leant over and he's used two hands to push the defender away. So that, for me, all day, because he uses two hands, is a free mm. kick. Okay. If he'd used just, just one, then I think it would have been okay. Right, let's hear from Lee Johnson after this game then. There's plenty to say. Probably quite neutral in terms of the emotions. You know, I know it was a tough game coming into it. Home form, strongest in the league. So, um, you're all right with a point. Obviously, at 2-0 up, two minutes ago in the first half. A bit of inexperience, really. Um, but it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? We've got, we've got a lot of players out and... And we're still picking up points and, and we're really in touch and improving week on week. So I was really pleased with the courage that the players showed in terms of getting on the ball, moving the ball. The energy and the work rate is pretty much a given now with, with the boys because they're, they're so good at that, so we don't want to lose that. I thought we touched... I mean, did we look a little bit inexperienced? Maybe at times, there was a, for it as a coach, maybe you're looking at it thinking, mm, he's missed an opportunity there, or we haven't tidied that one up, or we haven't defended that well. Um, and I thought the, the game was ran, if you like, by a set of officials that, that weren't their best today. And uh, just numerous decisions that just baffled both technical areas, really. And at one point, we were just like chuckling to each other because... The officials were uh, in, in playing their own crazy game and wanted to be stars of the show rather than the players. That was what's disappointing, I think, because it's 50-50 whether it's a pen. It's 50-50 whether Famara's um, goal should have stood. We've been on the end of the wrong side of both of them. And 100% foul on Baker for the third goal with two arms, two hands on his shoulders, pinning him down. So, um, yeah, disappointing, but... We've had four or five of them this year already. Apologies. Various uh, sort of decisions that have been made, that are key match decisions, and we expect it now. So we just got to uh, hope that that turns. You know what I mean, over a period of time. But in the meantime, we're still picking up points. As you say, Gregor Lee Johnson obviously not happy with the officials after the game. But does he have to take a close look at his side to concede three goals in a game like that? Yes, they've scored three. When you score three goals away from home, you'd expect to win a game, wouldn't you? You would, you would. Although, do we have to factor in who it was against? In that it was Preston, team. obviously. Yeah. Preston, and they've won every single game at home. So, this could really be a good point. And is it a measure as well of how far they've got that, yeah, they've gone to Preston, probably should have won, on another day could have won, and they're disappointed? Yeah, yeah, it's it. it and Preston have always been one of those teams, haven't they, that they haven't been able to get, get past, really. No, I have to say as well that. Preston did impress me, even though, uh, again, they were 
Bristol City were very good and outplayed them for periods. I actually thought Preston looked like a really quality side. I, I think they've got one of the best midfields in the division there. Daniel Johnson is a class act. Ben Pearson. I like Sean Maguire as well. Alan Brown. Paul Gallagher does a really good role for them, doesn't he? Just experienced guy in front of the back four, sweeping up. And Yeah, they're a really good team. You can see why they're doing well. They're on a good run themselves. And, uh, yeah... In the, in the longer term, and I'm sure we're going to come on to this with the Brentford game, that could be a handy point. Yeah, let's uh, come on to, to Brentford then. Two games on the road in the Championship, it's never easy. It's a hard task, and to go to Brentford, who likes to play nice football, uh, and get a point, what did you make of this one? Do you think it was a good point? Should they have got more? Do they deserve less? Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it was a good point again. My only concern is really that the the changes that were made at half time I don't mm. think Lee Johnson got that right it, in the first half it was fairly even for me but Lee Johnson obviously didn't like what he saw but there was a little period for about 15 10 15 minutes midway through the first half where Bristol City were the better team they pushed back Brentford they were having the chances that that brilliant chance with Casey Palmer I know he was just scored didn't he yeah he's Vyman's chipped it over, Semenyo's just laid it off to him, and yeah, Casey Palmer hits it first time, I wonder if should he have had a touch first, or, and I also think, looking back at it, maybe he should go for that near post rather than the far post, as he does, easy, obviously, to say that in hindsight, mm. but yeah, and, and they had several other decent chances, a bit like the Preston game, where they got into positions where they looked like they were threatening, I have to say, actually... Casey Palmer was brilliant in both games, just taking the ball at the opposition, running at the uh, at, yeah at, at the other team, and, and drawing defenders into fouls and setting up chances. And unfortunately, in both games, he just haven't been able to come up at the vital times with that final third bit of action. Although. Maybe should say that obviously in the Preston game they had two goals disallowed because mm. uh, don't forget Semenya had that, that long shot and Weinman put in the rebound before he was flagged offside. And yeah, they, last night's game against Brentford was a little bit different. It was a bit closer. There were fewer chances. I think um, Brentford only had six shots on target in the end and Bristol City only had three. Mm. And uh, yeah, again, probably a, a good point. But second half... City were, were well under colour, um, sorry, well off colour, and, and and Brentford pushed them back. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not too sure what the head coach was trying to do with those with those changes. What do you think about Antoine Semenya getting a start? I've just been saying to someone about this that I'm not. I disagree with Lee Johnson's thinking here. Either you're going to give Antoine Semenya a run a run of games, and you've got to believe in him. And you've got to give him a chance to express himself. Confidence when you come into a team is so crucial. And Antoine's going to be doubting himself at this at this point, or or he's at least going to have. He's not going to be at his most confident, is he? Because he's just breaking into a senior side where he hasn't done it before. So you've got to back him. And the worst thing, in my opinion, you can do is keep bringing him in, bringing him out, mm. or bring him in and then taking him off at half time and taking him off. Okay, maybe. He wasn't having the greatest effect, but I didn't think he was massively off, um, uh, um, sort of off form compared to other players. I thought, I thought he was just doing the basics okay. So yeah, I, I just don't understand why he's been taken off earlier game. I don't think it has a good effect. Okay, 
Um, in terms of this this weekend, would you expect to see Semenyo start then over, 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 over Gigi? Or, I mean, Gigi finished the game, didn't he, against Brentford? Yeah, he did. And in fact, he, he, yeah, he finished both games, Deju. And, um, I, I do, unfortunately, think that is Bam's role now. I, and I think he is very good at that, to be like the impact guy off the bench in terms of when you want a more physical option. And that's what, to be fair to Lee Johnson, that's what he said he wanted last last night. He wanted someone to come on, provide sort of a more spearhead role up front, hold the ball up. But I'm not sure that Fan did that any better than, than Antoine Semenyo. So it certainly, it certainly didn't work last night, the change, in terms of if you look at the stats after the game, Bristol City only had one shot on target in the second half and that's the one they scored from whereas in the first half they had three three or four so um two yeah actually sorry it was only two or three but but yeah we'll, we'll see i he obviously went for an unchanged team last night and and made i would expect maybe a couple of changes to freshen things up for the, the third game in the space of a week yeah let's hear from lee johnson after the game now this is after the brentford game <laughs> one nil down losing position is a great point um, really tough game. I, I, <coughs> I like Brentford. I think they're a good side. Uh, buoyed by a great win at Barnsley, where, where they're really dominant. And we knew it would be tough. I didn't think we started aggressive enough um, in terms of our press. And obviously with them having one up front and us having three at the back, we was often um, underloaded, if you like, when we got the ball. And uh, we had the spare man where we didn't want him, really. So you see the tactical change at half time um, to try and get a bit of a foothold I think when you come to Brentford you've got to accept you're going to have less possession but you know you're going to go and get three or four big game chances and uh, I thought we had that in the first half uh, a couple of counter attacks where Casey Palms just got to get that last little through ball out and didn't quite make it and then a great chance that's an unbelievable save to be fair from Rea um, so Although Brentford's busy and bright and, and very clever in their movement, middle of the goal didn't feel like it was being affected and uh, the lads felt quite comfortable in terms of um, the sort of clean sheet. It's a great goal. It's a fantastic finish, you know, from range. And um, Benz has had to make like five or six saves from range, not so much close range, which you'd expect a, a player of his quality to save. I thought it was another good championship game. Um, said to the boys, like fantastic character really from the two games that we've had away from home never easy on the road and, and it's really important now that, that we go and put in a sterling performance home to Reading and I think pre-framing their mindset now on that one is important because um, we want to put a, a really dogged strong performance on with quality in front of our home fans Lee, can I just ask if um, there's been any movement on your search for a free transfer striker signing at all? Um, well, I wanted to have a look at it really until after the international break. I didn't feel the need to sort of dive into anything at the moment. Um, a few have been ruled out through not being good enough. A few have been ruled out through maybe not being at the top end of their fitness. One potentially I've got in mind, but uh, obviously we'll have to see how that goes and, and see whether it's actually needed. Sammy Smodic uh, should, probably should be back in the squad in the next sort of uh, three or four days so it's nice to have players and, and very good players to start filtering back and that's why I'm pleased that the boys that have come in and are very new and very young into the squad have really coped with uh, some, some really tough games.
Okay, so that was Lee Johnson speaking after the Brentford game. What do we think about bringing in a striker then, Gregor? Do you think it's going to happen and who might it be? Uh, yeah, so basically it sounds like Lee Johnson's got his eye on someone there, doesn't mm, it? And yeah. yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I, think he's, I think he's done the right thing by saying he's going to take his time about it rather than to rush in to this. Yes, Bristol City do need a bit more quality in the final third for me. And, yeah, it basically, it's such a shame about the Benekofobe injury. We understand that there's been some interest in Gary Hooper. And uh, I think uh, we've been told that the club have basically sounded out that deal. Mm. And there might be something to happen there. However, according to our sources, it was sounding unlikely because of a couple of reasons. And it's to do with basically the, the viability of the whole deal in terms of wages. And I think a key thing here is contract length. And that's what we've been told. However, these things can change. And obviously, Gary's not playing for anyone at the moment. I think there might be some MLS interest in him. So you'd have to question uh, about that, whether whether you genuinely not want to um, follow up interest from the club. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. And it, it could well be that Lee Johnson's got his eye on somebody else. And if we hear, obviously, of, of another link, then we'll, we'll certainly be reporting it. Um, one one player we, we really should mention from especially the Brentford game, playing against his former club, and by all accounts had another good game, is is Dan Bentley. He's having a really good season. He's just been solid. We haven't really spoken about him, Gregor. How important has he been to this unbeaten run? Yeah, key. Absolutely key. A real foundation of it. He's been brilliant. I think he's really added to this squad. Been a great signing. Thought he played very well last night. I watched him actually as he came into the stadium on um, ahead of the Brentford game and he was obviously very relaxed coming back to his former ground saying hello to loads of the ground staff there. Lots of people who would have known him and remember him. And he played very well. He had just one hiccup during the game where he dropped a sort of like routine cross. Yeah, and but then made up for it, didn't he, with that save? Yeah, Christian Norsgaard had a, a volley and it was a really great shot, actually. I thought it was going to go in, dip in volley. And yeah, as you say, Dan Bentley recovered his position and he tipped over the bar. And he made sort of four or five good saves. After the game, actually, Lee Johnson said, oh yeah, we, we restricted Brentford to shots from range and you'd expect Dan Bentley to make those saves. But watching the game, some of those shots, I'm not too sure that, that I would expect the goalkeeper to make all those saves because some of them were decent efforts and... One, one that hasn't been picked out, actually, or made much of, is right in the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, is their um, centre-back, uh, Jean Vier, had a, a shot at the near post. And I thought that was an excellent chance. I actually thought it was going to go in. But I thought it was a brilliant save on Dan Bentley mm. to give, keep that one out. So, yeah, and he, he's done that every game. And he's been, a, as you say, a vital part of this up being run. Yeah, and he's, ke- he's keeping Nicky Meinpar out of the squad, or out of the team. Yeah, and... I think I said last season, I thought Mindbar was brilliant, uh, really added to this squad. So they're looking really strong. When you factor in that Max O'Leary is doing mm. superbly at Shrewsbury, even Joe, Joe Walcott's played well, uh, but been in and out of the team, to be fair, um, at Forest Green. They've got really good options in, in, at goalkeeper now. OK, um, some backroom changes that we sort of knew were, were taking place, but they've been confirmed by the club. Not much has been said about them. Um, just to expand a bit more on what's happened this week. Yeah, just not, not too much to say here, just that the club has officially 
confirmed what what we sort of said last year. Um, sorry, last week that there's been a restructuring of the recruitment department and head of scouting Mervyn Day has now left the club. He'd been in that position for two years, I believe, and the club confirmed that he was. Uh, the, 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 their scout for Spain actually before that which is interesting mm. and yeah so they, they've changed things around there I think they might have um, lost the services of an, another scout as well there but as I say they've, they've announced that they're making a few um, adjustments and uh, as we hear more on that we'll, we'll report it of course and yeah so the, the club is often progressing that's the way I see it they, they make these changes and and really, I think it's about the, the club constantly moving forward and trying to better themselves. And it's unfortunate that sometimes guys in the backroom teams have to unfortunately move on. Um, but that's um, a part of the price of the progress, unfortunately. Mm. And um, in terms of sort of this this last batch of games, we've got one more to go against Reading on the, at the weekend. But we're about to head into an international break. Uh, ten games in. I say you start looking at the table from ten games in. Bristol City just outside the playoffs, a point outside the playoffs, but only four points off the top, such is the condensed nature of the championship at this point of the season. If they win on Saturday and all the results went their way, they'd be a, they'd be a point off the top. They could be second, Gregor. So, you know, what are you making of, of this run? It's a lot of draws is what I would say. It's about now converting those into the wins, isn't it? Because it's all very well having this unbeaten run. But too many draws is not going to get you a, a space in the playoffs, is it? No, it's not. I, I hear you. It's, what, three draws in a row now? Four draws in the last five games? Yeah. I, I kind of see things a little bit differently, though. I actually think these draws are, are very positive because of the opposition who they've mm. been playing against. And I think they're set up at the moment that they've got three of the next four games at home. If they can win at least two of those, maybe even three, then they're going to be brilliantly oh, positioned yeah. after when you start checking the table after ten games. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I, I think they're they're nicely placed at the moment, and I do agree with Lee Johnson actually when he says that he thinks there's more to come from this team. We're going to see it develop. There are a lot of young players involved in it, and there's a lot, lot of injuries as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you factor in, obviously that. That you've got the likes of Adam and Naji to come back this weekend, and uh, yeah, other players, Thomas Callas. Then yeah, there's there's so many positives. So yeah, they've done well. They're nicely positioned, and now they've got to go on get the home wins and, and really consolidate. But their away form is better than home. Yeah, Overall, yeah. over the last sort yeah. of year, we, we've sort of spoken about this last season, didn't we? That if they could get that home form to match, they really would be in a great position. And I do think, well, I sort of said last week, I do think maybe they need to come up with a slightly different system for playing at home. Mm. We'll, we'll see what happens this weekend or basically over the next these next three home games where they've got a great chance of getting some points and, and hopefully the head coach can, can get it all working nicely. So, yeah, but I'm positive. I think, I, th- I honestly feel from what I'm seeing game to game, I feel they look a better outfit than last season. And I... Just one example of that. I thought that was the best they've played at Brentford, actually. I know it, sound, it might sound a bit stupid to people who watched our game last night. But I actually thought that's the best they've played at Brentford in the last three visits that I've seen them. And the one before that, they lost 2-0. So, given given that, I think there's real tangible progress here. 
it's Reading this weekend. Um, not had a great time of it, Reading this season. I've seen them play a few times. Uh, they did get a result at Swansea, though, last weekend, which not many people would have seen uh, coming. And they were the better, well, I'd say, the, you know, the team with the more chances in the second half, even though Swansea had loads of the ball. Um, but they did have that hefty defeat against Fulham this week. They lost 4-1 and a player sent off. Uh, they're still not an easy team to play. I mean, there's no, there's no one easy in the Championship, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it, it just the nature, I think, of this league that on their day, anybody can beat mm. anybody, really. I know it's a bit of a cliche and maybe it isn't always the case, actually, but if a team just yeah just gets lucky with some of their shots, maybe a deflection or a long-range wonder goal, and then sometimes they can hold out and get a result. And I think we saw that from, say, say Birmingham on the first weekend of the season at, at Brentford. But, yeah, that's always going to happen. Um, this weekend, I do think without John Swift that Bristol City have got a chance against this red inside to get the win. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, Reading did pretty well when they came to Ashton Gate last time around, but the, the record for the Robins hasn't been too bad against them over, over the last few years. Um, and yeah, just one little thing is sort of what I was saying before about Adam Nige coming back this weekend. Will he start? No, Lee Johnson has said that basically he, he'll be able to play a, a role in the game, but it'll be from the subs bench. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me, but. The strange thing is that he's likely to then go on international duty straight away after. I know, I know, and, and you'd expect him to feature for Hungary, wouldn't you? Yes, although he's suspended apparently for the first game, but he might play in the second game. Mm. So that's going to be a, a, an awkward one. Uh, and just to add to that, Thomas Callas is penciled in to play in the Luton game. Mm. So we'll have to keep an eye on that, but that could be good news as well. Yeah, and what about... Oh, Gregor's got man flu this week, can you tell? Um, what about uh, Nicholas Eliasson? Is he going to get a start? Nicholas Eliasson, for me, would be starting at home. Away from home, I would find it difficult to accommodate him because I just think that system that they play with the three at the back yeah. works so well away from home. At home, I just think that he is crossing needs and because he's so creative and City maybe need a few more chances and to be a bit more attacking at home I would have him in the team I think he's got to be playing I think if you can get him in and Jack Hunt playing as well you've got a tremendous right flank there that's going to create the chances and I also think that that would bring out the best of Fam. so bearing in mind that they're probably going to be relying on Fam a little bit then I think Nicholas Eliasson needs to play Mm, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he gets the nod. Uh, it's international break after this. Ashley Williams, back in the back in the Wales squad. Um, Ryan Giggs has said if he plays, he's captain. How good is that for Bristol City? Ashley Williams, yeah, I I think he's been really great actually the last few games. I thought he looked a little bit rusty in his first outing uh, up at Stoke. Mm. However, since then he, he, he's. He's really developed, and yeah, the last few games he's been superb. He was he was blowing a little bit, I thought, at the <laughs> end of the, the Preston game because that game was just so intense. Uh, Alex Neal's side worked the, the Robins really hard. They were pushing for uh, a late winner and to get back into that that game. And Ashley Williams was was superb. Loads of blocks, loads of interceptions. He, he, you can just guarantee that he's going to be the bloke to get his foot in there. There were some tremendous challenges last night to stop Ollie Watkins getting in on goal. Uh, but also 
beyond Ashley, um, Nathan Baker has been brilliant this season. Fantastic sliding tackle last night to, to deny Sergi Canos, who, mm. by the way, did you, did you see Jack Hunt pushing him? Yes, <laughs> that's gone viral. Yeah, I saw him uh, give him a little nod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, Nathan Baker, both both those guys have been brilliant and also Taylor Moore as well has been very good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, certainly City have been, have been good there. Maybe... Uh, and maybe it sounds a bit odd this, but they just need a few more goals, even though they're the top goal scorers away from home. They just need a few more goals at home. That's that's the thing, and that's why I just go back to what I said. That's why I'd be playing Nicholas Elias. Mm, we'll have to see what selections he makes this weekend as but well. Just one more international duty point, Michelle. Mm. Not been confirmed just yet officially. However, lots of reports that Family Jeju is going to be back in the Senegal. Um, squad. Wow. So, uh, what travel would that mean for him? Yeah, it'd be a tremendous boost for his confidence. And he's not been in the international side for two years. And this would be for um, making the squad to play against Brazil. So, so, where would he have to travel to? Uh, I'm not sure too sure where the match is being played. However, do know that this is the first time that Senegal are ever that are going to play Brazil. Mm. So, a very high profile match for him to be involved in. And um, yeah, hopefully, it gives him a bit of a, a boost. Yeah. Um, in terms of, yeah, uh, ahead of coming back to playing for City. Yeah, fantastic. It's amazing, isn't it? He's not quite getting in the City first team, but uh, an international call-up for Senegal. We'll have to watch that one uh, with interest. Yeah, we'll be back next week then with Gregor and myself uh, discussing the Reading game and reflecting on the first chunk of the season so far as we stop for another international break. Thank you for listening. And if you listen to iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins on the Wire.